brother. You've learned well. You're expert at Wu-Tang. <laughs> you learn. You have to suffer a lot. Otherwise, you'd never have mastered Chin King and the Wu-Tang sword skills. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. This is the first episode uh, of this podcast, of this pilot podcast. Uh, and I'd just like to outline some of the stuff that I would like to discuss on the podcast. There's a lot of news these days uh, on YouTube. This thing's on 24-7 on CNN. And uh, everything seems to be synthesized through a plastic or glass tube that's digesting and interpreting to you what you should be thinking, feeling, wanting to purchase, and you know, follow. So, you know, that's really not what we were intended for in our true existence. And I'd like to discuss different things that uh, many people may have heard for the first time, many concepts that people have never heard before. Um, From my life experience, and that's the key word experience, the main thing that uh, you should look for to enjoy or truly be self-realized in your life would be real experience. Uh, which is something that uh, is e- easy to discuss and bring up, but you know, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't had real experience, and it's important. And it doesn't have to be an experience where you know something, uh, you know, I won a million dollars, or you know, I got a Ferrari. That's that's not really what the experience thing is all about. I mean, it's you know something to the effect of you know duplicity, and as it's interpreted in Taoism. Where they say, you know, how could you, well, where I say, how could you truly laugh if you've never cried? So it's just a concept to think about, but duality is, runs everything. Well, anyway, this is a synthesis of, uh, you know, my understanding of life and my thoughts, uh, Eastern philosophy and Brooklyn thought. And uh, believe it or not, really it does exist, Brooklyn thought. It's just a whole mentality that if you're not from there, you it might be... Hard to understand what I'm saying, but it's, uh, or maybe you do, who knows? You know, maybe it's just uh, being able to think at a very fast pace. But anyway, a lot of the topics that I'd like to discuss on this uh, would be uh, the Book of Five Rings, which is turning out to be my favorite book of all books ever, beside the Bible. Uh, Hinduism, the Tao Te Ching, another one of my favorite books, the Upanishads, which is growing on me. book that I read back when I was around 13 years old, Carlos Castaneda. Separate reality. Funny thing, a lot of people have read that and abide to it. It's a great book. It's an interesting book. The Dhammapada, which are the words of Buddha. And what's interesting about that is, you know, it's Buddha's words directly. There's so many books on Buddhism, and, you know, I consider myself a Buddhist. 
Um, but a lot of books on Buddhism speak 50,000 miles around the subject when you can just get it from the man himself. And basically, that Dharmapada is so rich and so dense in truth that it outweighs anything, any multitude of books that anybody could have ever written. You know, the ocean just could outnumber anything. I mean, that book is so deep and profound. But yet simple to read. Uh, the Art of War, which is interesting. It, it, it breaks down things in numbers and strategies and such high ground and low ground. And, and uh, it's a metaphor for life. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Um, done a lot of listening to Terrence McKenna, psychedelic thinker. Uh, the guy's profound. Uh, could, you know, either you get him or you don't. Pretty profound guy into, into a lot of different things. Uh, Alan Watts also, with his philosophy, way ahead of his time and uh, still ahead of his time. Listen to him all the time on this little podcast. I think it's 15 minutes long. Uh, some oddball details. Um, loved Lenny Bruce. Listened to him years ago, back when I was, I don't know, 17. Tremendous. Still listen to him occasionally. And a book that I read that was titled The Single Pebble, uh, written by John Hershey. It had a character by the name of Old Good. And Old Good was this guy that, uh, he was just a guy that worked on the boat, but he knew everything that happened on the boat, how to handle every problem that came up on the boat. Uh, and it was amazing um, how it was just a metaphor for life also, um, that Old Good. So it's a very interesting book. I don't know if you can get it on audio. It's, it's kind of unknown, but it's a pretty, pretty deep book. And Eastern in, in thinking. It's another book by Herman Hess called uh, Sarata. Oserati Gautama, a tremendous book about the life of Buddha. Um, the Bhagavad Gita, which is Hindu, Hinduism also, which is the Arjuna and battle that they have, it's tremendous. Um, Hanuman, which is one of my favorite characters. Gods, actually. Hanuman. Um, John Anthony West has, just as a random thing, he was really into ancient Egypt and he has a series called uh, Magical Egypt. I think it's eight parts. Free. On, it was free on YouTube. I don't know if it is anymore. I don't think it is. Tremendous. Worth, if you have to pay for it, it would be worth, honestly, it would be worth 500 bucks. That's how good it is. It's really, really good. Listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. He, he's great. Um, he, has the best post, he has the best podcast out right now. Some of the episodes, ah, but um, he's got the best podcast out right now. Now he's doing the MMA, which is, which is pretty good because he can just kind of tear off and do, you know, what his MMA fans want. Um, really, really into self-realization and knowing the self. Very important. Um, critical thinking. And uh, a real profound concept, uh, which does come from Buddhism and is very interesting. It's attachment equals suffering. If you analyze all suffering, it comes from as a result of attachment to something. Whether you know what the attachment is or not, it's there and that's what's causing the suffering. So all suffering comes from attachment. The sooner you realize that, the better understanding that you'll have. The problem with a lot of us, I don't know if it's in the West, I don't know if they have this problem out in the East, I don't know. But um, people want to have freaks for control over everything. You know, They want to know, they want proof. They need things certified, and you know they just don't have a real grasp of things within themselves. They're looking for external 
uh, cues and notices and emails and stamps that, you know, I don't know if they give them security or, or they feel like they're doing something important. I don't know. But you need to look within because that's where all the answers are. You know, a lot of our time is wasted on likes from Facebook, uh, which makes no sense to me. Why, why do I care if you like my stuff or not, you know? And people risking their lives just to get views and just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, yes, you know, it's important to have life experience, but at the same time, uh, you know, one of the most important things that uh, you're going to have to apply, you know, from the cradle to the grave is logic and critical thinking. It's something that is frowned upon right now. If you're, if you're a free-thinking person and you're a nut job or you're a kook, <clears throat> you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, um, people are just sheep. They're just followers. Um, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, I, I, uh, I got off track. Um, the problem is, man, a lot of people, they just live to gratify their senses. And as long as you live to gratify your senses, you'll never be truly fulfilled because your senses will never truly be fulfilled. The minute that you hit that crescendo of, you know, of, of pleasure or whatever it is that you're looking for, gratification, um, the moment you hit that crescendo, you know, you're coming right back down and you're going to be seeking it again just like a crackhead or somebody that's, you know, done crazy stuff. You know, they, they want to get that first rush. They can never get it back again. And, and uh, they, they just live to gratify their senses. You need to detach from your... You need... Not necessarily need to detach from your senses. You need to detach, to exist, to gratify your senses, okay, and that might sound simple, but understand what I'm saying, you need to stop living to get your senses gratified, if your senses are gratified, that's fine, you know, but part of life is suffering, and a lot of people don't understand it, that's why you have this whole oxycodone epidemic, and uh, so many people into heavy drugs, and drinking, and alcoholism, and you know, so on and so forth. And then the other rejections that people have, abusing one another, abusing others. Um, it's it's an endless vicious cycle. But people just live to gratify their senses and you need to be, you need to live to be self-realized, not to gratify your senses. Um, I'm just hitting you guys with concepts. You know, some people are getting it, some don't. But um, let's put it out there, you know, maybe the first time you hear something it doesn't do anything for you the second time, same, but it, one day you hear it and it, you know it resonates with you. So maybe that's what some of these things might be doing for some of you guys out there. Um, really, another thing, if you take, just take a step back and look at everything, um, this whole world is just duality. And it goes down to the microscopic level. If you look at an atom, you know, it has a positive and negative charge, which is dualistic. Everything is duality. There's only one thing in all of existence that's not dualistic. And uh, guaranteed, probably maybe one out of a thousand people would figure it or know what that is. And it's a photon because a photon is singular. It's just one photon of light. It doesn't have any positive or negative charge. It just is, a, is an actual photon of light and singular. And all of life comes from light. You know, if the, if the plants didn't get sunshine, they wouldn't grow and, you know, we, we wouldn't be here. So as simple as it sounds, light and photosynthesis and a photon, the photon is is really pretty much the source of life. When you look at it from a chemical standpoint or from a 
from a biological standpoint, just a logical standpoint, it's photon is life, you know, and it's the source of life and it maintains life. I know that the ancient Egyptians used to worship Ra, which is the sun, or the sun god. But duality is, is all around us, it's everything. And what we need to do is we need not 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 so much to change it because there's a thing that's called lila and what it means it's the play between lightness and dark I, I might not have it exact but it's pretty much you're a person that self-realized and you recognize that this is just an illusion which the Indians call maya which is the material world you realize that but yet you have to go to work and you have to pay your bills uh, you know you got to take out the trash and you know so many things that got to get done and you have to be mindful of that, you know, your responsibility. But they call it Maya in that you're in, I mean, they call it Lila because you're engaged in this material world with its polarity and its duplicitousness. And uh, you recognize that for what it is and you, you have fun with it. Because, yes, there's suffering in life, but also, you know, you need to laugh. There just needs to be a balance between all things, you know. And the, one of the main things, really, that I've realized also is that you know, everything has its line, and where the line is drawn is when you hurt people, you know. Um, so you need to be conscious and mindful of that, where, you know, you're trying to benefit, be a benefit to all. And uh, there's really no point in, in, in just putting negative energy out or hurting people. It just doesn't make any sense. Some people make that choice, but again, this is a world about choices. Uh, you know, the choices are distinguish who you are and make you who you are. So, you know. That's that. Um, yeah, it's one thing that got me really interested one time years ago. I was probably like 15. I saw this documentary about it, 15 or 16. I saw this documentary about this guy that or gentleman that was going to do a sannyasin in the city of Benares by the Ganges River, which is a holy, I think it's the holiest city in India. <clears throat> it's called sannyasin. Uh, S-A-N-N-Y-A-S-I, sannyasi which is translated as, loosely translated as liberation. Um, it's when you renounce everything. You renounce your name, your property, your married kids, everything, just debt, everything. Just renounce it and you go and you sit with your legs crossed, you know, meditating and people give you alms, you know, they give you pennies and kernels, you know, kernels of rice, whatever the smallest element of rice is. But, um, yeah, and uh, it's tough. But what they do is they, they're totally separated from everything because they're totally detached. They have no attachment. And uh, they're self-realized. And uh, if you talk to them, they'll, they'll, you can learn something. Another book that's very interesting is called The Hagakuru. And I learned about that, that through Forrest Whitaker's movie Ghost Dog. And The Hagakuru, I think it's called Hidden Leaves. It's about samurai culture. Um, if you watch the movie Ghost Dog, he gets into it. Uh, what I would recommend before you read the book is um, watch the movie. So I'm sure it's online. But a uh, great movie. <clears throat> Tremendous. A little bit into uh, movies. A movie that made a tremendous, probably the biggest impact on me was The Godfather. It came out in 1972 with Marlon Brando and a bunch of actors. Robert De Niro, um, Al Pacino, obviously. And a tremendous movie, man, The Godfather. It's funny. It came out in 72 when I was 12. And uh, at the point in time that that movie hit me, uh, it just shook 
my reality whereby I said to myself, wow, you know, this, this dude is like really, really, he nailed it with this movie because it's like, it's just everything that, you know, people that they need to learn in life and see in life and experience in life. And it's all in this movie, but the way the metaphor that he puts out all allegory, actually the whole movie is an allegory is amazing in that uh, and what 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 I mean by allegory is that <clears throat> an allegory is a story but throughout the whole like the yellow brick road you know it's an allegory the longer you draw the story um it's actually a story but it contains real life in it so i might be speaking about you know a river with fishing and you know and it's sunny but throughout that whole story of me fishing and it's sunny and whatever it's there's a deeper story to it. And it's not just like one meaning, but it's a, a full story, an allegory. It's pretty, pretty deep. Um, yeah, there's a thing that's called MGTOW, Men Go Their Own Way, which I kind of understand, but I mean, that to me means, it seems to be like you're running away from whatever you can't get or something, I don't know. Maybe you're trying to control. But it is, you know, both both sides have the thing you know i don't want to shit on mctop because they actually have some real valid points to a lot of men act like puppies and they don't know how to handle this shit part of my french but um they're very feminized and i don't know very wishy-washy you know and you can't be that way you know? and one thing about the mctop is like they, they like stand the fuck up and uh you know which i totally totally agree with that's very alpha of them so you know what i'm gonna change my mind i, I don't have anything bad to say about big it's just you know, we need women, guys. Let's let's figure this shit out. You know, we need each other. Um, let's see. Yeah, I just took a few notes over here, so I won't scramble too, too much. But I like to talk about self-realization, um, attachment, and suffering. And, you know, the four, the four noble truths and the eightfold path, you know, right thinking, right speech, right thought, right action. You know, and the first, the first of the four noble truths is I suffer, and I suffer due to attachment. And there's a way out of suffering. Um, you know, I covered a lot of what I wanted to discuss. <clears throat> Just touched on them. I mean, any one of these topics can take a long time. One thing that's really interesting about the Book of Five Rings, I'm looking at my notes here. <clears throat> it's written by the greatest samurai ever. His name is. Marimoto Matsushitu. I'm sure I butchered it, but Marimoto Matsushitu. Matsushitu. Um, it's comprised of five books. The Book of Five Rings is about five books. The Ground Book, the Water Book, the Fire Book, um, the Wind, and the Void. And it's it's deep. And that's another thing. The concept of the Void here in the West, I mean, people really... They're like, the Void? What is it? How could there be nothing? Or why is something of nothing have value? When it's about the Void. Because... The void is infinite potential. Um, you know what? I think I had a crescendo right there. And um, I appreciate your time. My name is Miguel. And uh, this is the first episode of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, I should have another podcast out shortly. Namaste. Again, thanks for listening and email me your questions, comments, or show topics. 
things you'd like to hear about. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. No spaces or hyphens, just one continuous word. alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Again, namaste. Again, thanks for listening and email me your questions, comments, or show topics. Things you'd like to hear about. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. No spaces or hyphens, just one continuous word. Alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Again, namaste.